on the lawn like that. Heard on the news that the, some little 16 year old child, girl, killed her sister. 20 year old sister. So the devil is very big. And uh, the only hope we have is in Christ Jesus. And you know, I, I uh, thank the Lord for what He's doing and what He's done in the lives of the saints. I was talking about Scott this morning. We
hell is a real place. But let us look at St. John first. St. John 14 and number 1. And uh, start reading there. We know it well. And this is where Jesus foretells his coming for the church. And as much as we hear this, and the world here, and Satan will have the world to believe that this applies to everyone. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions or dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, not the world. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but that. Now, uh, let's go a little further. Let you know that Jesus is God. Jesus and the Father are one. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him, and ye have seen him. Now, the world is mixed up with this Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, trying to make three out of one. He said, Jesus said, now, when you've seen me, you have seen him. Philip says, him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Jesus said to him, have I been so long time with you, and you have not known me? In other words, you have not known, Philip, that I'm God? Yes. That you don't know that I am my Father? That I am the Son? Because I was conceived of myself. Don't you know that? Have you been listening to my teaching? He, he that have seen me have seen the Father. And how shall how say about then? Show us the Father. How can you say that? I've been teaching all the time that I am the Father. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. Amen. And the word became flesh and dwell among us. He said, Believers thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he doeth the work. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is, is me, in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. Now, we know that God the Father is spirit. And we know that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And we know that God Almighty had no blood to share. 
And we also know that he formed himself a body in the presence of Jesus Christ and came on down and hung on the cross and died that you and I might live. We know that. The world doesn't know that. That's why they try to find or seem to see a distinction or a difference between God Almighty, which, who was Jehovah among other names in the Old Testament, and cannot see that he is Jesus over here in the New Testament. But he won't. Never been the one God. Jesus Christ said, if you know any other God, <laughs> I know not any. There's only one. Never been but one. And he is the way. The truth and the light. The way. The way to what? The way out of hell. A way into the Jesus. Because the word of God said, neither is our salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. That's the way into the kingdom. Amen. And to reject him, amen, is to wind up in the pit. Because the word of God said, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Jesus Christ is the seed. If we refuse Jesus Christ, how do you expect to make it into the kingdom? There is no escape for you. When you turn your back on the word of God that tells us that Jesus Christ said, I am the way out of hell into eternal life. Amen. You're hell bound. We've got to make up our minds and understand that there are two ways. And there are two places to leave. Two ways to leave and two places to wind up. You can either leave here in Christ Jesus, saved or lost. Or, and you can either wind up in the pit with Satan or, or in paradise with Jesus Christ. You have a choice. You have a choice and you have a way to get there. Jesus Christ said, I am the way. He has given us the format uh, out of hell. When he told Nicodemus that we must be born again. And he told him the consequences if you would. He said that unless a man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I don't care what you do. Now think about that. We need to put more emphasis on the fact that Jesus Christ said we can't see the kingdom unless you are born again. Then he goes on, and Nicodemus being natural, we know what he said. How can a man be born again the second time? Can he enter into his mother's womb the second time, a grown man? Jesus Christ has told verily, verily, which means truly, truly, I say unto thee. Emphatically, I'm telling you right now, unless you're born of the water and of the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I don't care what any preacher tells you, unless you are born again, you cannot get into the kingdom of God. Unless you are born again according to the word and will of God, you are going to hell. 
I don't care whether you like it or not, that's where you go. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care how long you've been going. You can belong here, but if you're not born again, you go to hell. Cut any corners. You don't have any proof because you belong to friendship. You gotta be a favor of friendship. That's what the Lord would have us to preach and to teach. What we're preaching. Yeah. Amen. Not that the Lord gonna put shoes on your feet. Amen. Amen. A man on the street. No street walker. Amen. Don't have a place to lay his head. He got something on his feet most of the time. Amen. But you gotta be born again. You gotta be clothed with a robe of righteousness. You think about that thing. And the deaf angel is coming. You might as well make up your mind that you gotta turn over. You gotta repent. Amen. From your wicked ways. Repent from this unsaved life that you're in. And come on over to the other side. Come on over to Jesus. Look back, look back, and look back in the choir here. Amen. Young, young folk. Saved and sanctified. Wasn't saved. Speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God knew others, it wouldn't be up there. They have a home not made with hands. Eternal in the heaven. That's what I like about being saved. You know what you got. You know where your future is. And the future belongs to them that belong to him. The word of God said, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is not here. I don't care what you're saying. Amen. If you don't have it, you don't go. Yeah. You don't make it in. Yeah. You don't make it. You got to be born again. Because, amen, you're born dead, dying every day. Because of Adam, you're dead. Amen. You're born dead spiritually and you're dying physically every day. But there is a way out. His name is Jesus. Amen. You got to be born. You got to understand why the Lord came. He said, I am come that you might have life. What you mean, Jesus, you come that I have life? I'm talking, I'm living, I see. Jesus said, yeah, but let the dead turn to Amen. You might see, amen, but yet you're blind. Amen. Songwriters at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the life. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God that I, one day, amen, I came to my senses. Came out of the sycamore tree. Came out of the tree of pride. Came out of the tree of self. Came on down and humbled myself. Got up out of my seat. Came on down to Jesus. Amen. And death and hell have no more dominion over me. Because of Jesus Christ, I am he that liveth and was dead. But I'm alive forevermore. And I have the key. Jesus has the key. Yeah. He is the way, he has the key, and he's also the door. Yeah. It has to fit. Yeah. Amen. Because he got the key, he has the door, so you know he's going to fit. Yeah. Amen. Just, just come on to Jesus, who said, I am the way. Yeah. I thank God for Jesus. Amen. I like that thing to know that Jesus is the way, and he will fare the way for you. Come on that cross and die. Amen. He that had no sin in him. But he took on my sin. Yeah. Took on your sin. 
Amen. That you and I might have a right to Jesus. Certainly we ought to praise the Lord. Yeah. Ought to be some praise in you. Yeah. Ought to be some glory in you. Because of Jesus. And if he's in you, there ought to be something that will make you lose. You start to think of where you were on your way to. And where the Lord has brought you from and brought you up out of the pit. And then you forget all this worldly stuff and set your sights on things above. Amen. Think about Jesus. Amen. Think about what he did. If you you stop to think and scrutinize the whole thing, how Satan had had you dead by deceiving Adam and Eve. Amen. His plan, as opposed to the plan of God Almighty, who told Abraham, Amen. Abraham told his son Isaac that God will provide himself a sacrifice. And you stop to think that, amen, that sacrifice was a sacrifice for the whole world. Not for the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but for the whole world to have eternal life. He became, amen, a bridge over to the water. No more blood of calves, amen, and bulls, or heifers, praise our God. But the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. The one who hung on the cross. That's why I said it is finished. Yeah. Amen. You don't have to keep on slowing everything. I'm dying for you now. Once and for all. Oh, I take my blood with you. That's why I was able to tell Paul, my grace is sufficient. I don't care what other problems come in your life. You can understand why Paul said to be content whatever state that you're in. Because Jesus already told him that my grace is sufficient. That's why I was singing a song that when life's problems come your way, hold your head high and say, Hallelujah, anyhow, because of his grace. Because of his mercy. Oh, you hear this thing, I... Uh, in my father's house, we hear everybody in here that ever been to a funeral one time or another. If you didn't hear it at the first funeral, you probably heard it at the second. I go to prepare a place for you. Amen. You got to have the name of Jesus. Yeah. You're there because Jesus Christ is going to prepare a place for his bride. Yeah. Amen. And the church is the bride of Christ. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you, you, you went in the church and was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and didn't say a thing about Jesus, you held down. You, you're not going with Jesus. Amen. I didn't marry Sister Johnson on my title um, uh, uh, son and, 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 and brother. Amen. And nephew and all that. No, no, no. When I went down to town town and put the name on the light, and I said, uh, R.S.M. Johnson. You have no titles. So the same thing applies to you. Amen. You got to take on the name of Jesus Christ if you expect to live with him. Yeah. No titles. His name. Yeah. If you don't have the name. If you haven't been born again. If you haven't been baptized. In the name of Jesus. If you haven't tired until you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to wind up in Luke 16. Know where Luke 16 is? Come by here. Amen. Luke 16 and 19. So there was a rich man 
certain which means which was clothed in purple and finely and fared sumptuously every day. Oh, he had me. Oh, he thought he was the most of St. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of souls. Now, all of you that think this is a parable, forget it. Because, see, you got a man here called Lazarus. In parables, Jesus Christ did not call names. Do not use names. He went on and called this fellow by his name. And he was designed to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Uh, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeing Abraham fall and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. Amen. But Abraham says, Neither can they pass to you that would come from them. Now, a lot of folk will tell you something. Let me tell you about this thing. A lot of folk will tell you that this is just for Israelites because he named Abraham. And uh, this had nothing to do with the but when they and they say that really when uh, uh, they talk about the rich man was the Jewish folk because they didn't have God and the, and the poor man didn't have God so he said you were rich you had it but you didn't do anything with it uh -huh. amen but they leave on one factor we all have a soul amen. all have a soul because we have to man amen so let's just get straight in case we have some theologians in here Amen. I want to get this thing straightened out here. Not just for you. They use the fact that he said, that my father Abraham. Amen. But the Lord Jesus Christ was talking about lost souls. Yeah. Lost individuals. Yeah. Now, because uh, uh, if you look over here, as I told you before, over here, and it's uh, a, a, a reference where it says Esther. Uh, it says 19 to 13 are not said to be a problem. Rich men and beggars are common. There is no reason why Jesus may not have had in mind a particular case, and no problem is an individual name. Amen. So this is a real thing. Now let's look at this here. Before we go any further, we need to tell you that you're born dead, dying. And unless you are reconciled back to life, who is Jesus who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is where you are going. Now, folks don't like to come here too often because they don't like to be told their shortcomings or where they're going to wind up. Most folks like to hear that the Lord loves you, and, he, and when you leave here, he's going to say, you've done the best you can. Come on in. 
But the word of God is contrary to that because it said, if any man have not the spirit of God, he is not here. And unless you're born again, amen, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So then, then comes the other mistake that folk make. When they start talking about Romans 10 and, and uh, 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 9. That thou shalt confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes to righteousness, and with the mouth confesses made unto salvation. And for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah, that's what the word of God said, but who was he talking to? He was not talking to the world. Don't you let any preacher or any devil fool you into thinking all you got to do is come on down here and shake my hand. Oh, if I be standing in the back door, a lot of preachers like to stand in the back door, and you just shake his hand and give the devil your, give, give the Lord your heart on the way out that you see, but then not so. Amen. The Lord said you must be born again. Yeah. Amen. You know, people say that, they sing it, they say it, and people believe it. Because they don't want to go to hell. That's why they believe it. But still, they won't do what is necessary to stay out of hell. They won't humble themselves and come on to Jesus just as you are. You can't wait and say, wait till I get ready, till I straighten my, my life up. You cannot straighten your life up. You can't set your house, your, 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 your house or your life in order without Jesus. Because he's told even his faith. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Why are you going to do it with his children? Those that he died for cannot do anything without him. So how are you that's in the world profess to think that you can do anything to get yourself ready to come to Jesus? You can't do it. Let's look on about this here. Now we start talking about hell. It's a fearful and often forsaken part of the Bible. See, folks don't like to talk about that. They always talk about how good the Lord is. I know He's good. I know He's good because I'm, I'm breathing. Yeah. I'm raising my hand. I know He's good. Yeah. Amen. I'm not here looking down on you. You're not looking down on me. I know He's good. Yeah. You don't have to tell me how good He is. I got food to eat. Yeah. You can't understand anything else. I got clothes to wear. Yeah. I got a place to live on here. I know he's good, but most importantly, the blood is just running warm in my veins, and I have eternal life through the blood of Jesus. Now, what else are you going to tell me about how good Jesus is? Amen. He's touched my body from time to time, and he's keeping me alive. So now, what else are you going to tell me about Jesus and how good he is? I know how good he is. Amen. And thank you all that. I'm going to need that. Thank you. So now, you tell me something else. And you can't tell me how good he is. I know how good he is. Amen. Now, I say this is a fearful and often forsaken part of the Bible. It should be fearful because of the subject involved. Eternal damnation in hell. Yeah. It should be fearful most of all because of the speaker, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, it could be overlooked. If it were the rams of a madman talking about hell, it could be ignored if it was the folly of a religious fanatic. 
And it could be ignored if it was but the brainstorm of a bigot. But these words, saints, fall from the lips of Jesus. Yeah. The one who died and rose again. And the one who is coming back again. The one that said, I am he that liveth. But I was dead. Amen. Yeah. But I'm alive forevermore. Not just for a little while. Yeah. Forever. In other words, death has no more than many. He's taking this thing out of here. Victory yeah. from the grave. Yeah. That's why Paul said, be steadfast in the law. Yeah. Amen. Because amen, death has no more dominion over you. Amen. All you got to do is serve him in the beauty of holiness. Give everything that you have to the Lord. Yeah. Amen. And then you will make it in. And the Lord will give you a white stone. But first of all, you got to get saved. Yeah. Now, if we look at the study of contrast between these two fellas, rich man, he was, obviously he was very rich, purple, a rare and precious dye. Purple spoke of royalty back in those days. Fine linen was worth was twice the weight in gold. You know that? He fared something every day, never in doubt as to his daily bread. But you see, but the Lord told us what to do when we want our bread. Go to him and say, I'll follow which are help. <laughs> Give us it today. Yeah. <laughs> Take nothing for granted. Ask him for it. That's why we make our mistakes sometimes. We we depend on that pocketbook and forget about Jesus. Until something happens, then it's Jesus. Amen. Amen. But you go to the Lord, Lord, I thank you for this food that I'm about to receive. See, you don't even have it in you yet. Just don't assume that's going to get you. You drop dead. Amen. So you stick your fault. <laughs> thank you, Jesus, for the food that I'm about to receive. Amen. Because you got it on your plate. Look at that. I don't mean you're going to get it in here. Amen. Right, I never get there, but Lord, I thank you for it. When you pick up that French fry, say, because the Lord can come in a moment and I'll take it over there. Doesn't take it forever, but it'll take your life. Amen. Just take you on out of here. That food was sitting there while you know when the, when, the, when, the, when the corner or whoever come there, they said, well, he's just about ready to eat this. <laughs> he was ready to eat it. Amen. But they never got it. Either. That's why you thank the Lord. Oh, I just want to thank you. Now, now this man may have been a religious man, but he was lost. That's the sermon that Bishop uh, Bill's preached 20, 30, 40 years ago. He said, Righteous with lost. Yeah. Amen. Even back there then, he was talking about. You measured up to that Pharisee. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't ready. You said, well, the Pharisee can take greater time. And gave some of you. Well, then he went on about that. He come with the time. He said, well, he said he wore his garments down to his ankle. And what about you? And y'all keep it up. Got yours. What about your knees? He said, would you measure up to that guy? <laughs> he said, I'm going to play that time. I'm going to play that tape for you, but he said, I think we need to listen to it. But he said he was righteous. Yeah. But it was lost. Lost. It was righteous, but it wasn't saved. Yeah. See, that's the difference between righteous. But you gotta be but, but it was lost because yeah. he possessed it. Yeah. He didn't possess it. Yeah. If you got to possess this thing, yeah. 
You can talk about all you want. Yeah. You can be the most faithful member in this church. And be just as lost as you want to be. This is why we talk to you like we do. Because if you're not right. Yeah. Get right. Amen. Don't go to hell sitting under the word. Don't go to hell being fed. And then wind up. Die because you starved to death. Because you didn't take it and you didn't digest anything. See? There is no nourishment. This is nourishment. So you're dying of starvation because you didn't digest anything that you heard. Now, word have I given myself? A purpose that I might not fear again. Sin will keep you out of the kingdom. You don't have no degree because all of it is sin. Mm-hmm. Amen. The devil make you say, well, there's a little white lie. I'm just thinking a little white lie. A lie I can't turn and say. You got to watch what you say. I have a curse of sales on my mouth. Listen. Now, uh, a certain beggar who was named Lazarus. Now, Jesus called his own sheep by name. See, if you look at John 10 and 3, he calls his book. Now, some things we don't know about this beggar. We don't know his age. We don't know how long he's been a beggar. Uh, he said he knows his own sheep. He didn't call anybody by his name. He didn't say he knows it. All he's there. He didn't name anybody over there. So he do stop turning. He said, I know what to see. I know you're trying to buy it. He didn't name anybody. He just ain't no. Now listen. Now, we don't know how long this man has been a beggar, saints. Now, uh, but what a contrast it was for the public to see. But there were some things the public could not see. The comparison was this poor little rich man, this, this, this poor beggar, hungry, had nothing to eat, no clothes, and this rich man. And man, there was a contrast. Yeah. And the people, I'm sure, favored the rich man. Yeah. But there were some things the public could not see. They did not know the peace. That's why the word of God said, fret not yourself because of evil doing. See, you don't know how they got these riches. You don't know how they got these big old cars, these old roads, whatever they got. But trust in the Lord and do what? Don't worry about what them folk have. The Lord gonna give you just what you need. You go just as far. And an eight mile four of you if you got it running. And you cannot care like that. In fact, we went to Dayton and said, Lord, thank you all the way back. And that thing got 122,000 miles. And I don't worry about it today. I got the Lord and I just had it tuned up. So just have the tune up let you know that I intend to keep it up. Amen. Amen. That's right. Because I had it the same thing. Well, I, in my condition, I had I better be to go ahead and spend $800 in the same thing. Yeah. run it. And then say, no, I can't afford it, though. So, I'm thinking about this church. Lord, with it. Amen. So, but but I have 
confidence that the Lord is going to keep it. Every time we go down the street, we say, Lord, we thank you. Every time we stop for gas, stop for food, whatever it is, we say, Lord, we thank you for not letting us have any mechanical difficulties, no hurt, harm, or danger. And we just keep getting up. I see all kind of action. I said, Lord, I just want to say, I'm not doing anything. I've got to get 200,000 on here, even before I can think about getting rid of it. Lord, what is there to say? Take me and bring me. So, what I'm saying is, you know, uh, 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 this man had peace. He had Jesus. But the rich man had all these five things and he had nothing because he didn't have salvation. Amen. He didn't have Jesus. Everything that he had, he had nothing. Yeah. You know, here with Brother Bob Sinkey. Brother Bob Sinkey. Yeah. Brother Bob Sinkey. Yeah. Brother Bob Sinkey. Yeah. Brother Bob Sinkey. Yeah. Yeah. Brother Bob Sinkey. Yeah. Brother Bob Sinkey. Yeah. Brother Bob Sinkey. Yeah. Brother Bob Sinkey. If we don't have the Holy Ghost, you don't have nothing. That's why Paul said, Lord, I thank you for this unspeakable gift. The gift of the Holy Ghost, which is eternal life. You don't have that, you have death. Death. You must have Jesus. There's a reason the Lord says, you must be born again. Amen. There must be a reason to use that term. You must be. You've got to be born again. That lets you know that you are not. Until you follow the steps or the procedure that the Lord Jesus Christ gave Nicodemus. And Lord, I thank you for getting up out of my seat one day and going down in Jesus' name. Amen. I thank the Lord for opening my mind because I told you so many times that I thought holiness was the worst kind of stuff for anybody to be in. The most ignorant people that God had on the face of the earth was holy folk. I couldn't understand people praising the Lord out of their own mouths, standing up in unison and said, Lord, we praise you. Amen. They didn't praise me in repetitions. Hey, hey, Mary, full of grace and all that kind of stuff. The word of God tells you not to pray in vain repetition. That's not a prayer. That's, that's something that's a guideline set up there for you. Amen. The Lord didn't tell us when we pray that you have to say our Father was on him. He said, pray, pray this way. Ask him some food. And ask him to keep you. He didn't say this is how you have to say it. People say it. But he also told you, uh, when you go to him, go into your secret closet. All right, let's talk about this rich man again. Now, they did not know about the emptiness or the fear in the heart of the rich man. See, they had a comparison, contrast here on earth. One rich, one poor. But there was also a side that the public couldn't see. As I said, that had peace. See, now, the Lord said what? Peace. I leave with you. Not as the world gives, but my peace. Only the Lord can give you this peace. Being justified by faith, we have what? Peace with God. The only way you're going to have any peace is with Jesus Christ. Even down here, you can't have any peace going up and down the street. Whether you're saved or not without Jesus Christ, really. Because, you see, until that time, he's just, he's just being merciful to you. 
If you're not in the, the ark of Satan, Lord Jesus Christ has just given you an opportunity to come on over to the other side. Yeah. But one day he's going to remove that grace. Yeah. He's going to remove that opportunity for you. And then there's a great gathering around one of these local funeral homes. Somebody said it certainly look good. Nothing did looks good. I don't care what kind of casket you put him in, or what kind of clothes, or how much how much you paid for the suit that you buried him in. He's a dead individual. And if he's not in Jesus Christ, his soul is being tormented in them place. Let's go on a little further. Now, let's look at the contrast of the death. Verse 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels uh, into Abraham's bosom. Now, Lazarus died first. Uh, to the people, that was no surprise because he was poor. Didn't have anything, have nothing to eat. To them, it was a surprise. But the hour of death can often, in our lives, be most surprised. What I'm saying to you, you find somebody among the congregation sickly all the time. Sick, 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 and we're sitting around wondering when they're going to die. And then one of the healthiest ones you see over here, somebody calling to tell you something about somebody passed. Because the word of God says, he says, there's a point a man wants to die. But after that, the judgment, time to be born, it's time to die. It doesn't mean you're going to die because you're sick. The Lord is able to keep you. I don't care how many pills you take, the Lord is still keeping you. And you got some individuals that have never been sick a day in their lives. Go to the hospital and never come out. It's all in the hands of the Lord. It's all in his hands. Yeah, some people have heart attacks and they had a heart attack. Amen. Had a cold blue and all that, whatever it was. But you still here. You got some folks have a heart attack and that's it. That's right. A fellow, Charles Brooks said, little kids were in the class. One time said, uh, the teacher was asking little kids what did their father do? You know, what did they do? His mother was, you know, the kids were saying his father was a teacher or a doctor or whatever. So they asked his mother was telling his father was dead. And he asked him, what did his father do before he died? He said, <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm saying? So I'm saying, you can go out anytime. You just took his last breath before he died. That was it. He asked him, what did he do before he died? So I'm saying, be ready when the Lord comes. Be ready. It's just, just the frailty and, 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 and yet the endurance of our bodies. But no, there was no mention here of a funeral or a burial for this for, for this poor man. It probably is buried in some potter's field or, or some place like that. But the rich man also died, and that was a surprise. I mean, hey, he wasn't living everything. He had everything. That's a surprise. But wealth cannot buy life. That's, that's, that's what it's trying to tell you. You see, uh, I don't care how rich you are, it cannot buy one more second of life for you when the Lord calls you in. 
The only look, and I, you heard me say before, how much money sometimes we spend for life insurance. But there's no insurance company in the world that can insure you for life. It doesn't even go into effect till you die. <laughs> and you call it life insurance. It doesn't go into effect until you die. The only one that can insure you to have life is Jesus. And it doesn't cost you a dime. Now, if you want to leave something to your, to your family, fine, but don't call it life insurance. It just cost $100,000 to bury you. It didn't bury with four or five hundred dollars. It buried with nothing. Going downtown and tell the folks you don't have no money, they give you something two hundred fifty dollars, social security, yeah, two fifty five, something like that. And then you get another hundred dollars over here. And you don't have to have a ten thousand dollar chance. That don't make no difference down that water to be grabbing with feet up and half. I'm just telling you the facts that that's those sixty dollars they have to be, don't you get a few with that one thing and all that money? Whatever it is, doesn't make a difference. You know I am. They, they, they can pray on you when you catch your I know you want to have a good funeral for your loved one and all that. Well, a lot of folks like to dress it up so you can see what you did for them. Now, see, a lot of folks have a funeral for themselves. So people say, she sure put them away good. Or he put them away good. And then that's one thing she's going to the biggest thing you ever want to see. Off your money. Just put me away. Just put me on there. I don't care where they put me. Because I'm saved, say. Yeah. And the dead know it not. Doesn't make a difference. Just be saved when the Lord comes. Forget about all those big fancy ideas. That's not going to get you out of the grave because you're in a $10,000 cash. Yeah. But like I say, I know, I know this is a fact. My mother used to tell me, I'm going to tell you, man. My mother was a proud woman. And she told me, tell me all the time when she died, how she wanted to be buried, and she wanted to be buried. But well, that was for herself. She wanted to be buried. He just put some folks and said, how she was buried. It's a big chance. Yeah. But see, but when she died, really, she, she, she knew anything about it anyway. But don't worry about things like, don't worry about your riches. Just have an ark of safety. Just be insured by Jesus. Wealth cannot buy life. And this man was very, a great funeral, I'm sure, with hired mourners. So that's what rich people did in those days. See, they hired mourners and had a big entourage behind them in those days. So I'm sure with his riches, he, he had a big funeral. Yeah. And put through the little poor man up there in front of the field. Amen. But this guy had a big thing going for him. But I'm going to tell you something. And I'm sure they were listing his accomplishments, how great he was, and all the things. They'll do that for all these, all these dignitaries. But how long do they last? How many of you in here can tell me what Eisenhower did other than he was a general? Did he tell you about the what's his name? Who's this guy? Uh, Sammy David Jr. What else did Sammy David Jr. except Dan? What else did you tell me about? But I tell you what Jesus did. Jesus taught. He taught to be attitudes. He taught the folk how to have life. He gave life. You talk about accomplishments. And I'm sure whoever that preacher was, or whoever he had, probably preached him right on into the 
But no preacher can preach you into the kingdom. I don't preach to the dead. I preach to those that are left behind. If you want to see a saved person, you better get saved. Amen. Don't expect to say, I'm going to see him. Look, he got these songs. I'm looking for my mother. What that song the guy got? I look for my father. I look for everybody. Look for David. Look for everybody. When he gets to heaven. Everybody look for mother and father. Everybody's mother and father saved. It would be nice if it were. But everybody's mother and father not saved. They might not that back. Amen. God knows you can put them in the kingdom. I, I'll put mine in there first. But you can't change this. Amen. For anyone. I don't care what your feelings are. And sometimes I say, you can't. I cannot say now. I, my, that's my mother. She said, all the way I can tell you, and she was baptized in Jesus' name, and that was it. But there's two parts to it. Amen. Other water and other spirit. Amen. Now, now let's look at the contract. We're going to close this thing up. Of their expenses in eternity. Let's look at verse 22 to 31. We read that. Now, let's go down to 32. 22. I read all that for you. And I stopped over here, I think. Uh, verse 29. Uh, uh, no, no, let's go up here. Uh, well, I read about the Gulf 26. Look at verse 7. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, thou wouldst send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. He wanted somebody to witness to him. That place was so bad, he did not want them down there. But some of us don't care anything about that, really. Or anybody else. But the Lord said, be a witness unto me. That place is so bad. He said, look, go and tell them. Don't follow me down here. But Abraham said unto him, they have Moses and the prophet. Let them hear them. And he said, name Father Abraham. But if one went up unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said to him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded who one rose from the one rose from the dead. Now, who is that? Jesus Christ. They didn't listen to Jesus. Same thing about the day. If you don't listen to Jesus, you're hell bound. Jesus got from the grave. But still, we won't, we won't listen to his words. We won't accept what the Lord said. So that means you're hell bound. Now, the man, rich man, woke up in hell. He got a terrible place to work. And I'm going to make sure back. We're going to know we're down here. Because Ephesians 2 and 8 now tells us that we're going to be down there alienated. Let's look at that. Let's look at that. Tells us that we're going to be alienated from Jesus Christ. And going to be down there in conscious of It says now, let's look at this. And let's look at verse 5. Even when we were dead in sin, have quickened us or made us alive together with Christ. So by grace are you saved. Now if you look at that one and say, here was spiritual death is in some Spiritual death is the state of the natural or unregenerate man as still in his sin, alienated from the life of God, and destitute of the spirit. Listen, prolonged beyond the death of the body, see, 
spiritual death is a state of eternal separation from God in conscious suffering. This is called the second death. You're going to know that you die. Yeah. You're going to know that you rejected the Lord. Yeah. You're going to know the day that you heard salvation preached to you and you rejected it. Yeah. You're going to know the very day that you heard salvation preached to you. Yeah. That's why I said the day that you hear my voice, harden not to heart. As in the days of prophecy. Don't do it. The day you hear his voice, don't walk out on it. The day is the day of salvation for you. Don't you get don't you turn your back on Jesus. My Lord. You turn your back on life. You're saying to the world, I want to go to hell. When you reject, that's all you say. That's right. When you reject you, you are saying, I want to go to hell. I want to go with my buddy, my boyfriend, girlfriend, cousin, and uncle, somebody. I want to go to go on there. Yeah. But I always like to say, if mother don't want to go, don't hinder me. Father don't want to go, don't get in my way. And the word of God says, save yourself. Don't you worry about mama and daddy. You, you better go for yourself. But see, not for one you going to get in that coffin at one time. Think about that. Mama and daddy ain't going to get in that coffin with you. You're going to be in it by yourself. And those that say they love you so much can't, can't, can't stand to see you leave them. Amen. And some of them I've heard that got so excited they jumped down in the grave. And all the more teachers, that's all I'm saying. Let's go some dirt on that. Here we go. <laughs> the first go of dirt, then we'll get out of there. Amen. See, all that love and all the pieces, just throw a shovel full of dirt on They will get out of that hole. But you can get out now because they said, This poor man cried. And the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all of it. Thank you, Jesus. On your way to pick. Well, I just let you know how, how prepared people are really got. Now, something happens to Sister John, I don't want to get down the ground because you know what I'm saying. The Lord didn't call me yet. I'm not going to put on either. You know, that she's down there and I can't afford it, but the Lord called. So, the Lord would have something to do for me to do. It's not even to call me. Or calls together when the plane was going. So, the time is born, the time is not. But see, people putting on the thing, but when the devil angel comes, they're not ready. It's all the same. just not ready. But there is two ways and two places. Two ways to leave here. In Christ or out. Save the lost. Two places to wind up. In the Lord. With the Lord, he said, in my father's house of man, man. All with Lazarus. Rich, with, with that rich man down there. In the pit. With his boss. See? That's what Satan's going to wind up. He's on the right now, but one day, and it's going to bound him up. Chain him up and throw him down in that pit. Yeah. Amen. See, they got all these fairy tales out there now that Satan is down in that hell there for everybody, and he He's doing this, that, and other. No, he's still under trying to get more souls. Yeah. No, don't, don't you believe all them tales you see about Satan being down in hell and waiting for you? No, he ain't got down there yet. Uh-uh. The Lord prepared hell for Satan and his host. See, he ain't doing down there yet. The tribulation got to come first. 
Amen. But then after that, then you're going to be down there with your master. So, remember what I said this morning, two ways, two places. You don't want to choose that second place. You don't want to go to hell. Amen. You want a part of the first resurrection, which is the resurrection unto life. You don't want a part of that second, which is the resurrection unto hell, unto death. And if I were you, I would get up out of my seat right now. I don't care what that devil I'm trying to make you stay there, but I would get up out of my seat and say, I want to go to the kingdom and be in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do not want to burn in hell. For whatever reason, nothing is worth your soul. No one is worth your soul. If I was you, I'd lay it in my mind right now. Come on to Jesus Christ. Why do you have a chance? You might not have this chance again. Paul is not promised to you. I hear Oh, my God.